Listen to this. Zakawani, the flying winger. It's Brad Evans. It's Steve. It's Steve. Who is it? It's Brad Evans. <laughs> Happy days are here again. Turning with a drive. It's Steve Zakawani. Evans with the left foot. He's an attacking threat, Brad Evans. This is so weird. The party has started. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Side by Side. If you're feeling anything like me, I think you're on a high um, this morning. That is the draw that has most felt like a win ever in my life. Um, <laughs> um, it is an incredible. So we're going to recap and talk about what happened last night at the time of this recording. The Sounders getting a great first leg result. Um, of course, we're going to have to preview the very next game, which is the second leg final on May 4th um, with a chance to really, really make history. Or as Garth Largway put, a chance for immortality um, to be the first team on this side of the continent to win the CCL. Um, We begin in one place. I mean, I said for me, the draw felt like a win. What's crazy and I feel so ashamed of myself is I turned my TV off in the 94th minute because I was like, there's no way. Idiot. I'm, I'm I was like, it's 2-1, two, two minutes to go. It's just going to play out. Six what? minutes added on. I'm like, okay, I'm good. And then I went, I was on an ESPN app and I just checked the score for some reason. And I saw two. I'm, There's no way. And I looked and it was called another penalty. And I'm like, how could I miss this? So I went back and saw the highlights and stuff. But just honestly, it felt, it felt like a win. I didn't see the team's reaction yet, Schmanks or what the player said. I'm sure they're going to try to keep emotions in check. But um, to me, it felt like a win. Don't know what you guys thought. You know, we're going to break the game down in a second. But, I mean, you could not ask for a better result short of a win. First, disappointed. I mean, Keeley would probably have better insight of, of the feeling in the, in the locker room yeah. and post-game on the flight home. So lay it on us. What, what was the vibe uh, on the plane ride home and in the bus and, and all that? Oh, I mean, it was a win, right? I mean, it was a win. It was very not muted. I don't see muted is the right word, but it was very like, we're still, we still have a job to do. Um, it was not like counting your chickens before they, or, or whatever the say. I just woke up just so everyone knows, just so everyone knows I am recording this after flying back this morning and I just woke up from a three hour nap. So please forgive me if I, you know, forget a word that I should know, (laughs) but seriously, it was great. It was, these guys are so ready for next week. They're so ready for next week. And it really felt like a win after that game, especially with the Mexican pizza hut that we had after. That was that was great. Love that. Did the yeah, team I, have that or you had that? Uh the team it was like by the locker room or whatever nice. after the game. They just had all this pizza hut out. I haven't had pizza hut since I was like maybe 13, 14 years old. So it was it was exciting. That's great. It's a good end to the night, to that victory, draw I mean, victory. I, I, I would imagine the you know the vibe in the in the locker room is pretty jovial after the game. I mean, you saw the celebrations, and I hate when when the cameras, especially on in American sports, they pan away from the stuff that we want to see the most. Yes. So, Steve, if you missed it after the game, it was just like their goalkeeper ran over and got in Nico's face, and yeah. Nico af- after both PKs was just talking right, and so. Right when the whistle blew, he was trying to rile up Nico. And you know what they do? It's all tactics to try and get yellow cards and red cards after the game, right? To give themselves an advantage. And there was so much theatrics after the game that we missed out on. 
That's what we live for right there. That's why you're so amped up and hyped up. And then Freddie's going after their head coach and Andy Rose is in between trying to separate them. And there's just all this stuff that they should just be focusing on. That's the talk that we want to hear about, right? Is after the game, what happens? Um, But I, you know, if, if you're in that locker room, you know, like you're, you're pumped about that result. Um, and, and you should have won the game. Yeah. That is not a team that you should lose to. Sorry. But there's things that stick out to me when I watch Pumas play that are uncharacteristic of the typical Mexican team that are yeah. men- mental lapses and just mistakes that you don't see often when you play against those teams. Yeah. Um, can we get into that right now? Yeah. 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 And, and, and what I mean by that is when you play down there, very rarely does the opponent have possession of the ball as much as the Sounders did. Um, when you play against Mexican teams in Mexico, you you typically they, they're able to get into a rhythm, especially when they go ahead of, you know, 15, 20, 25 passes. They go into the corner. They find their way out. They go to the other side. They go into the corner. They find their way all the way back to the keeper. Then they go into the corner again. And all of a sudden you start hearing these Olay chants. And, and that's where it gets they get into a rhythm and they kill you. That's what the Sounders have faced in the past in Club America, you know, in Mexico City at altitude also. You go up one nothing, and then you get your smacked and they're feeling confident, right? Tigres at Tigres was, you know, a, a decent result, but still they had a lot of the ball. Um, at Santos, they crush you at Santos. And so to not see that last night gave me even more confidence for this mm-hmm. home game and being able to really put it on them. Um, uncharacteristic missed crosses and just mistakes that you just don't see from, from historically – dominant Mexican teams. So they've got their work cut out for them. The Sounders do too, but there's a real, real opportunity here to, to do something special next Wednesday night. No, I think you're absolutely right. And I agree. Because I remember even as you were talking, I'm thinking we played, I think, Tigres in 2013, the game where DeAndre scored a banger and Jimmy scored that banger that game. Um, we, those goals were late because we were, we were heading out. I think it was one that we were down by a goal to nail. And what happened is right before halftime, maybe like the 42nd minute or 43rd minute, one of their players got injured and was getting treatment on the side, but they didn't want to sub him because he's good. They kept the ball the whole time he was off the pitch. Like, <laughs> they had 10 men. And I'm like, you know, we're trying to chase and we're trying to press. And it was just talk and talk or pop the ball around us. And you think like, these guys are so good technically. It's unbelievable. And you didn't see that from Pumas, which is why before the game, I felt confident about it. As long as you can bring it home to Lumen Field and all you have to do is just win a home game, I felt like a no, I felt the sound is not, not, we have to score three or we have to score four. I felt good about that. That's the case now. Look, they can't say this. They've got to be professional. Um, Sounders are heavy favorites, heavy favorites, heavy. And I know Herc, who knows, um, he's a friend of the Sounders, obviously, Hercules Gomez, and he knows that league like nobody else. And he said the same thing, that the Sounders, before the game, the Sounders are heavy favorites here. And so it's just good that got that result. And, you know, the two-legged final thing goes out the window because now it's just one leg. It's, it's, this is the final now. It's um, you win at home and you're champions. And so I think the Sounders should do it. Hopefully they can do it. Um, you know, all credit to Pumas, they are where they are, but Mexican teams haven't always done well in the States. Not as good as those Santos teams were. And every time they came here, it was 1-1. We might win 2-1. We could get something from them. And Pumas already lost 3-0 to New England earlier this season in the States. Uh, I sound as no injuries between now and then um, in training or anything. Everyone's fit. They play 
a decent sound ish performance. Um, we'll be talking about history making, I think. Yeah. Did you guys think it? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Brad. Go ahead. No, no. I was just going to ask, um, watching it on TV, what did you guys think of the penalty calls? Because it was tougher to see, like, whether how legit they were. I thought um, the first one was yeah. harsh-ish. Harsh-ish. Is it the one where the guy slid and it kind of... Yeah. It, yes. Again, if that happened against the Sounders, I'd be like, ooh, that's a little yeah. bit harsh. Right. Slide and, but, yeah, I can see why it's given. Um, and the second one, I think it was... I didn't see it because, obviously, I turned the TV off, but... I heard it was Christian who got fired, but I didn't see it. Yeah, it was Christian. It was Christian. And the, I mean, the handball was obvious because he like had his yeah, arm yeah, like yeah. this. I mean, it's obvious. Yeah. I think, you know, for, for the first one, we put ourselves in that position because midfielder has the ball, right? We have four in the back and midfielder puts his head down. Yamar, the, the forward had checked off the back line or it may, may have been a number 10. And Yamar just assumed that he was going to get play the ball. Instead, he goes long with the ball. So Yamar steps out of position when he could have just stayed because we have two defensive midfielders to cover that space. So it's a case of Yamar not being mentally too in tune to the game because he just thrust into a starting position after a couple of weeks out. So then he steps forward and then he has to retreat. He's facing his own goal. And at that point, you put yourself in the most precarious position mm-hmm. because every striker is looking for that advantage right? You're facing your own goal. You're not in a good defensive stance and any sort of contact you're going down. So uh, harsh. Yes, but it it could be called a PK on, on any day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, the second goal for them, you'd assume Yamar standing tall in the back, just missed times and misjudged the header, not even looking where the striker is right. And not being too in tune to the game. And it's a, unbelievable header like unbelievable yeah. <laughs> absolutely smashes that header and Steph doesn't even move right that, that's a ridiculous goal yeah. fantastic service and then you know obviously the PK handball and then Christians is he worked so hard and he just outworked and and put you know yep. defender in a, in a in another bad position right he's Christians taking his touch out of bounds and the guy swings with his left foot to try and win the ball and catches Christian. It's no different than the first one, right? Defender puts himself in a bad position because he doesn't want to do the work that Christian does and in the 95th minute. So I think they evened each other out. And I think it's a, it's probably a fair result on the night, but the Sounders should have um, scored with Jao Paulo at the end of the half. And then obviously Rui Diaz's chance, he, he usually is, you know, 99 out of a hundred, he's going to score that chance. Um, and I think he'll be he'll be looking to to get on the board in this next game. That'll keep him hungry. Uh, still a lot of work to be done, but some decent goals. Um, look, what I mean, it's midweek, so it's not going to be on a weekend. Like I can't remember if the MLS Cup 2019 was a Saturday or a Sunday. I can't remember. Probably a Sunday, but um, so it's not going to be that. But surely we're going to get an atmosphere that is absolutely... I feel like the buzz in the city is there um, already. You know, people are talking about it and, I, you know, I've had friends call me and, you know, I don't play and I'm getting ticket requests and all of that. Um, so I do feel like that buzz is there. And, you know, historically, the fan here hasn't always acknowledged what the CCL is or that it's a big deal. You know, those games maybe are tougher to sell. But I think it's sunk in that you win this 
in a few months' time, you could be playing Liverpool or Man City for real, like in a real game, or Real Madrid in a real game, or whoever, Boca Juniors, I don't know, but in a real game. So I think it's sunk in. Um, surely, if the atmosphere is anything like we think it might be, that alone, I think, is going to make it really tough for Pumas, surely. It has to. I mean, it was crazy because when the game started on Wednesday, it almost felt like a Seattle game only because the rain and the weather and it, it almost just felt perfect. Like, wow. OK, we brought the weather with us. It, it's a massive occasion is what we're getting down to. This The stage was set for it to be, you know, everything we wanted it to be in Seattle. You know, you start watching on TV, it's pissing down rain, perfect conditions for the Sounders. And then they go down, but they know how to fight back from these. And so. It's, it, it is set up to be massive. I mean, this is the Club World Cup, right? Like, this is this is huge. Yeah. Um, you know, Chelsea was the winner last time. Bayern Munich, Liverpool, Real Madrid, Real Madrid, right? Barcelona. Like, you look at these yeah. teams that are in this competition, and that's the highlight of a, of a player's career. It was cool for us to play, you know, them in friendlies. Yeah. But when there's something on the line, you really see where we're at. Right. You want to see where we're at? Great. And between now and that time, the Sounders have an opportunity to add. Probably they're going to go out and add a few more pieces because you want to make a splash in that tournament. Yeah. yeah. The sponsor on the jersey has got to be licking their chops. You're on a world stage now. Yeah. You're talking yep. jerseys. You're talking patches on the, you know, it's just a great opportunity for the visibility of the club and the fans should be. And I know will be behind us that game. I mean, it's as big of an occasion as as MLS Cup. Yeah, hundred uh, percent for and, the players, and, and especially. Probably even bigger because MLS Cup is every year. Um, here, you know, no American team has. I think just because if if three or four teams had won it in the last seven years in MLS, okay, it's not as big. I think the fact it's the first and you have the chance to win it and be that first. And it raises the stakes really high. And the fact that we kind of are sitting here believing we should win, I never thought I would say against a, a Liga MX side, um, I think it adds to it because you're so close and you just hope that Schmetz and the boys get over the line. Uh, Brad, I, want, I wanted to ask you this. And one, I don't know if you did, I can't remember, if you ever had to take two penalties in the same game and two on the second one, you go the same way or you change? Yeah, so I don't remember ever taking two in one game and maybe someone... Could, could tell me different. I'm not sure. Um, but I was sitting watching with Becky and I said, he's got to go same side and high. <laughs> and I almost tweeted it out. And I didn't want it to get lost and seem like I had said it afterwards, uh, you know, after the fact. So I didn't, but check, I wish I should have said, check the timestamp, but I say, go same side, but high. <laughs> and what did you see what the keeper was doing? He was all the way on the right side of the goal. Like I love those head games and uh, he hit it, just struck it. Perfect. Even if he gets a hand on it, I don't think he saves it because he absolutely smashed it. And I know what he said afterwards. Um, that's speaking Spanish, but the Argentinian slang. Um, and I've, I've heard him say that before. And uh, it's the same exact shit that I was saying in, in my champions league game, you know, was, I love it. Yeah. I, I, lo I love the antics and I love the buildup. And I, I knew that they were going to be sitting there and standing over the ball, and, you know, getting a yellow card. And, and I think Frank McDonald tweeted, that's the latest goal yep. in uh, regu regulation time for the Sounders, wow. uh, which is, which is just the occasion and, 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 and the pressure. It's just awesome. Um, 
but yeah, I, I always think, you know, you go, I mean, their, their player did it the same side too. Yeah. Right. B- bottom, right. Um, uh, sorry, switched it up a little bit and, and went bottom, right. So it's, I don't know, I guess it's in the bit eye of the, the penalty kick taker, but I, I would go same side and, and a little bit higher. Yeah. No, I love it. Um, Keely, before we go, good hotel. And the, I want to know the atmosphere just in the stadium. Oh my gosh. The atmosphere. I mean, First of all, I'm a, you guys are seasoned pros. I'm an, I'm a noob to experiencing sort of these new experiences in the soccer world. And I just, I had a lot of work stress involved and a lot of, you know, I mean, dealing with hooking up radio inside of a stadium that it's a lot of, it's a lot of stress. And I had to take a step back once I went in for training the day before and just looking around and being like, I'm so lucky. This is so cool. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the coolest thing. I have one of the coolest things I've ever done and I've ever gotten to experience. And the atmosphere was incredible. The fans around us, because our radio booth was in the stands, of course, because, you know, um, the fans were amazing to us. They were great. Um, we made a lot of friends around a, peop- a couple of people who worked for Pumas were next to us. They were wonderful. CONCACAF were great hosts, honest, like super helpful, great hosts. And just the fans, I mean, they, it's like their life. You can just tell that this sport is their life. I, I can't like describe it. I feel like you have to be there to like experience that feeling, but I mean, even after the, even after that, and it was a disappointing result for them. But even after the game, the fans were coming up to us and they were like, that was a great game. Like, good job. Like, we'll see you in Seattle. Like, I just, it was, it was really honestly, like, it was like a top five experience in my life, probably. And hopefully next week will be a top three. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. No, it sounds good. Um, I, I, yeah, I, 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 it seemed like that. I, watching that, it seemed like it just was, you know, they, because they're not, Club America, they're not Chivas, they're not maybe one of these teams that have been there a bunch of times before. So I thought that for them, they were grateful and appreciative. Exactly. That's the perfect well, word, Steve. There was just yeah. so much gratitude everywhere. And uh, even though they were so disappointed, I mean, after that PK, because how could you not? I mean, you're yeah. they're singing their victory song already, and then that happens. And to even after that, be so gracious and it wasn't defeat, but gracious in that draw. I, I was really impressed. I was really impressed. And I know our fans are going to match that and hopefully exceed it because we have great fans. I'm sure. No, really amazing. So that is a sound is next game. Obviously, we didn't and we not need to talk about um, the defeat in San Jose. That was one of the wackiest games I you know, had to broadcast as well. But the sound is rebounded so well from that to pick up what was a draw on paper, but in every other way, very much felt like a victory. And we're now 90 minutes away from possibly um, becoming the first MLS team, first American team to win CONCACAF Champions League in its current edition, which qualifies you for the FIFA Club World Cup. And one of the teams that will be there will be either Liverpool, Man City, Real Madrid or Villarreal. Um, Crazy. The European teams. And then we'll have obviously the top South American teams, top African teams, Asian teams. It's it's a really, really brilliant occasion. It's great that you know, the club has done a great job of stressing how big this is and um obviously we all know the commercial that went out there um and you know i knew i knew when it was i don't know if people know the backstory behind that but 
once we knew what was going to happen with that commercial is that they're going to nail it and they did i think it's a fantastic commercial oh it's so, so good <laughs> but we know we know it's um a big game next week wednesday may 4th is it 7 p.m 7 p.m 7 p.m fox fs1 fs1 um radio broadcast as well yes i believe so um, yes and steve will be on that radio broadcast yes seattle sounders against pumas at home as Garth would say for immortality so we'll be back next week um, recapping um, that game, hopefully in jovial, celebratory mood um, from a great result the night before. But we shall see. Uh, the Sounders halfway there, one foot through the door. And thanks for listening as always. And we'll be back next week, this time celebrating a CCL victory, I hope. This has been Side by Side. See you guys next week.